welcome to another episode, another brand new episode of the Mini Games Podcast. Uh, this is episode 49. Uh, we're one away from the big 50, which I think is pretty cool that we worked it out that 49 uh, and 50 are probably going to be like E3 related episodes. This was definitely 100% planned. Uh, we meant to do this from the start. We are the most prepared people on the planet. Everything we do is intentional with with purpose behind it. Um, we don't we don't make jokes. We're hundred percent serious all the time, and we are prophetic in how we plan things out. Um, but hi, uh, I am your your host Mike, and as usual, we have your co-host Keith. So this pod is a little bit more special than usual because I just got a capture card. So now. I can put gameplay through my headphones at the same time and hear you, and I can play a game while we're recording this. We are truly uh, in in what I would call the future. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, g- good to know that you can be 100% distracted while we're supposed to be recording this podcast, but thank you for letting me know that. Well, we're, we're, we're professionals, as we've mentioned before. Uh, yeah, I, I did just get done saying how we are uh, very pro. We know what we're doing. Uh, we are we are we are max maximum gamer is what we are. Um, gamers, hi uh, Keith. What are you? What are you? Play- I would like to preface this podcast by saying I just ate my body weight in Olive Garden not long before we started recording. Um, so I, I am somewhere between dimensions right now. Um, I had the steak Alfredo uh, with mozzarella sticks uh, for an appetizer along with like nine breadsticks and a bowl of soup. Uh, two bowls of soup, I would say, and also the after dinner mints. Uh, so I am I'm fucked up right now. Um, Those dang Andy mints. Dude. All right. Straight up. Half the time I go to Olive Garden is just for the mints at the end. The chocolate mints, dude. Ooh, I yep. I would. The ooh. ones from Yandies. Yes, I straight up, straight up. I didn't give my girlfriend any. I was just like, oh, the waiter put the mints down. I was like, sick. I just grabbed all of them and started shoveling them into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes that's what it's about in life: shoving a mouthful of chocolate from the Andes. Look, man, I'm a, I'm a I'm a simple man. Uh. I like video games. I like Olivia Rodrigo, uh, yes, and I also absolutely. like I, I like Olive Garden after dinner mints. I'm a, the See, holy tr- the holy trinity, one would say. I'm glad that you brought up Olivia Rodrigo because I was like studying like how can I bring her up in this podcast this week because she deserves to be brought up. Oh yeah. See, no, I, I'm on top of it. I'd expect nothing less. Um, but yeah, culture. I. I'd like to think that I'm cultured. Uh, I pride I pride myself on on being at least at least super full of myself to where I think where I think I'm cultured. <laughs> also, just want to preface this podcast and say I'm probably going to be burping a lot, so you all get to enjoy that. Oh uh, yeah, I was about to drink a soda on pod, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to be burping a lot. I was so. about to also. Then I was like, no, it's already going to be bad enough for me. I don't need to add to it. Well, I'm glad that I didn't because now I know you got that covered perfectly well. Oh yeah, I I will be uh, I will be burping enough for the both of us. Uh, I've I, I've got it all taken care of. Like like I said, I I we're, this is the most prepared we've ever been for for podcasting. 
<laughs> what the fuck uh, was I talking about? <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, yeah, so good. Uh, Keith, what are you playing? I mean, right now? <laughs> yes, right now, and also what else have you been playing? Uh, right now I'm playing Mario Sunshine because, like I said, I'm a sucker and I bought that thing, that collection, and I didn't. You not fucking dumbass. So I gotta finish it. How does so, it feel? How, I, I want. I wanted to just ask you something before you go on. How does it feel having like owning that now, but also having Dolphin on your computer? Um, I mean. It is what it is. We'll just like, it I literally that. could have just sent you my perfectly legal copy of Super Mario Sunshine. I mean, I will say mine is mine can't be actually a legal copy because I own it. <laughs> uh, fair, yeah. You you do own Super Mario Sunshine in some capacity, and I can emulate it guilt free. I mean, I think you technically are playing like an emulator. Actually, yeah, this version. is emulated. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they didn't have any guilt on it. Why should I? Nintendo was like, we can't have these ROM sites emulating our games when we're going to be the one emulating our games and charging people way too much money for it. That's for us to do, people. Thank you. Um, but let's see. Okay, so obviously that. I'm also... I beat Resident Evil 0. Hooray! You finished the bad one. I finished it. Me, and all me, uh, chat was like, I feel like it's been a while, right? I'm like, yeah, it has. Let me get your review. Your your official the mini games podcast official well, the other half of the mini games podcast official Resident Evil review, because mine is just it fucking sucks. But what's what's your Um I, I like the back half of the game so much more than the first. And I think I kind of mentioned that a little bit. Um I don't like the train segments. I don't like when you first get to the training facility. Like, I just didn't do it for me. It wasn't until, like, we actually felt like, okay, cool, two people interacting using, you know, different areas. One can climb through this area, but she's the more vulnerable. Um, so you got to stock her up with, like, with, like, her weapons and stuff and basically it wasn't until about halfway through i was like okay this feels like it's gonna be a good game now <laughs> yeah you just have it just sucks that it's like oh now it's a good game when i'm like halfway done with like, yeah okay. so I, I enjoyed the back half more because i feel like that's when i like, really utilized what it should have when it becomes a game right and i do i kind of like what it brought to like the lore of like just the cool idea of like okay Rebecca was already had been through a bunch of shit by the time she got found by Chris in Resident Evil 1. And like seeing like, okay, this wasn't just like a perfect situation. They had the training facility. They blew that out the way. Like it's like you see basically their exit plan. And then in the end, you see the original mansion. And it's like, oh, okay. So this was like going on for a bit before. So it's got some like cool things with that, like what it brings to the lore. But then also at the same time, it's like, okay, well, then how come Rebecca didn't bring up any of this stuff during the first game? <laughs> that would have been too easy. Yeah. So, I do like the character of Billy Cohen, you know, the, the convict. I, I yeah, from what I understand. The tribal tattoo man. Yeah, tribal mother love. Yep, him. Um, I drew him in MS Paint on stream. Um, I think he's... It'd be something cool to 
pull from and bring back at a later point. Apparently, like, I guess the fan theory is he got found and that's what they use for Nemesis. Sure. So, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing Satan that can't happen and it doesn't get in the way of anything. So, I'll, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, But he is someone I want to see more of in some capacity. And I, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I, I, I'd like it. Yeah, I, I don't think he's uh, on the short list of no. Resident Evil characters that people actually want to see again. <laughs> There's, I mean, he's got his, he's got his following. It's kind of like, like that one random side character in like Star Wars that like has like basically no screen time, but a hundred, a hundred word like page on Wikipedia, but the fan base is like massive him. Like, like, like Traitor. I'd like to see him again. I mean, he died, but I'd like to see him again. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's uh, dead, I don't know. I don't know the odds of that happening. Look, dude, if they made a solo movie after Solo died. Give me Traitor, a Star Wars story. Uh, no. Uh, let's see what else I've been playing. Um, finish. Oh, I finished Republic Commando. Holy crap! Hooray! Yeah, that game ends way more abruptly than I remember it. <laughs> like, it going. do kind. It do kind of just be ending. <laughs> Yeah, like, I remember, like, when I was little, because, like, Sev dies, and it's like, holy shit. And then, like, I remember it being, like, this huge, profound moment, and it probably still was in, like, my wee little brain. But looking back on it, it's like, okay, that happens, and then you you saw, like, the actual proper Battle of Kashyyyk, and then, like, you get a transmission from Yoda, and then it just rolls right. You know what happens next, because watch Revenge of the Sith. So, like, the game just kind of ends. And then to play some licensed music that Twitch did not like for me to have. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some very quiet VODs, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, those credits are... Uh, they're, they're quiet already. You got that right. Um, Lovely. Yep, gotta love that. Thanks, Metallica. Good old, good old Twitch. <laughs> Twitch and Metallica. I was about to say a power couple, but we know they're not even that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even Twitch likes Metallica. When Twitch likes Metallica, they still don't like Metallica. Um, Honestly, it's it's that's that's just poetry. Uh, the Metallica stream getting muted for copyrighted music—that's fucking. Oh yeah. Mm, I. Yum, 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 yum. That, that's that's Chef's kiss right there, dude. Yeah, there's some stuff that like writes itself, and that's one of them. Um, Fuck Lars. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's such a good game though, like. I love that like 2000 shooter feel and that encapsulates all of it. Yeah, that so, that is that is definitely a game where like you look at Republic Commander you're like, yeah, this definitely came out. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a product <laughs> of its 2000s. time, but it, but it holds up though. Like it's not doesn't feel like it's crazy out of place. I mean, maybe it just controls, but button mapping's a thing, you know. Visually, I mean, it still looks fine. We, we're, you're watching on stream and you can tell it's dated, but it looks fine. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look bad, which is no. Which is like, good. I mean, it could be a game that comes out on Switch today, you know. Yeah, I could, I could for sure see that. Yeah, and it's just it's it's the art style that somehow stands up, even though it's like three D polygons, you know. Yeah, I, I think that that game started to come out at a point where like I think three D graphics have started to age a little bit more gracefully. Uh, yeah. Like we're not at the PS1 era anymore. We're just like you look at some of those games. You're like, 
damn, we just we just played this, huh? Like, like the game yeah, just looked like, like this. We we just accepted. We didn't make that turn up down to aliasing. You know, do whatever we can do. Um, and I started Resident Evil Four, another game that you know, with the HD like texturing, it looks great. Like that's one that I think holds up pretty well with you know the HD upscale. Like yeah, Resident Evil Four is a game that also just didn't look bad. I think before it got upresed. So yeah, yeah, it's it's. I think it's that right there in the same category as uh, Republic Commando. It um, I'm really enjoying the game. <laughs> it's it's fun. Yeah, it's four, a, four is a solid ass game. It's solid. It's got a lot of like. Like Resident Evil doesn't have a whole lot of like quirkiness to it, but somehow this one does. Particularly when they talk about the president's daughter, what's this Mexican guy? Luis is his name. Yeah, uh, there's some. You, you're not far in it, so I I will just no, let I you know. I just this. got to the president's daughter. Yeah, I, I will let you know. There's some. There's some motherfucking dialogue in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and Code like, Veronica had some of it too. Yeah, some of it in Resident Evil though, like because considering like when that game came out, like in terms of like what actual year, I'm just like, I want to meet the writer for this and just like shake his hand because some of this shake their hand because some <laughs> of this is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, no, I so okay, I just picked up Ashley, I fought the Lago, fought El Gigante, um, ah, the 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 big baby, yeah, big show, um. Yeah. Solomon Grundy. So Delago fucked me up for a good minute. Um, chat told me, "Hey, shoot the water." I was like, yeah, I, the I, water. I, I saw. I was like, I was like, ah, he fell for the oldest trick in the fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> At least it didn't get debated. Um, I mean, oh. you kind of did. Look, look. When they say shoot the water, I'm like, why? I didn't think to question it, but now I know my chat is full of assholes. <laughs> so yeah, well, that happened. Well, look that that like fucking like quote unquote like secret or like prank is like that's that's been around. So that's like that's just on you at that point. I think. Look, I also never followed any of it, so you know things happen sometimes. Yeah, uh, the fact that you fell for that made me made me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, uh, I saw, I saw that clip you posted, and I was just, I was just like, ah, it's <laughs> there. It is. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? I, I got past where I guess there's like the, like the horde of of the villager zombies kind of coming through the house, and you're just like really just kind of trapped in there with Mexican dude. Uh huh. Um. So there's some weird shit. I didn't know it was a cult game. Like literally, like <laughs> I've probably played two seconds of it before this, but I'm digging it. I'm liking the the massive head kicks that Leon's capable of doing. Oh, dude, he's got some fucking moves. Dude, one of my friends like just kick and shoot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Lupe Fiasco was saying about that one time. <laughs> then <God>. let's see. <laughs> then chat actually convinced me to start playing a Hellblade: Senua Saga. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Good God. See, that's why you don't play Mario Sunshine while you're 
you had a podcast. Yeah, uh, you would you would you would think that that would deter you, but here we are. So look, if you go back to one of the, like the earliest episodes, I was playing Breath of the Wild while podcasting, and that was when like, I had all my asthma and my allergies untreated, so I was coughing up a storm. But you know what? I did it. So we're it's on brand. I suppose that's fair. Uh, tell me about tell me about Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. Have you had you played it before or no? Yes, I've beaten that game. Okay, I mean it's not a long game, so no, if anyone's not. played it, they've beaten it basically. Yes, pretty much. Um, it's very different from a lot of other things I play because it's basically it's basically what the medium could have been, minus like the dual instance thing. Like, See, the, th- the thing about Hellblade, like, um, I think the person that made that game also suffers from the same, like, auditory condition that that Senua does. Right. So, like, they have a very first-hand experience. So it's like, yes, I feel like that could have been what the medium would be, but uh, the medium is also about splitting yourself between reality and fucking... Right, Freakaz- freakazoid land. So right, and and what I mean by that is one thing that these two games have in common. And I'm not saying this to bury the medium. I'm saying this to kind of emphasize how well Hellblade did it. Is please they're bear, very bury the medium. Well, I mean that's going to happen by proxy. Um, Hellblade also like the medium, or I guess the medium also like Hellblade actually has very simple gameplay. There's not a lot to it. It's oh, basically yeah. it's borderline walking simulator. It's it's walking simulator, and occasionally you fight a guy, right? And the combat varies, but that's all. It's it doesn't need much more than that for being honest. And like medium, also a walking simulator, borderline point and click. Um, this one, since it has way more like auditory senses, it's not just going to the next area, clearing it out. The puzzles are simple, but also it's like, okay, there's only one way to get it done. And so it's got to be very particular how, how you do this simple, um, like what perspective you're using. Um, the sound design on it is insane. Like that game is made for headphones in every way oh, possible. absolutely. And it uses it to the fullest extent. Like Unlike the medium, which great idea in concept uh straight up shit in execution uh whereas hellblade is just like i i think they it, it, I, it sticks to its gimmick and it sticks to it well yeah it's like they they went all in with like like i tried playing uh i, tr- I tried going back to hellblade without headphones and it's such a different experience without it like you it's like you do yourself a disservice by like not playing that game with like a beefy pair of headphones right and like the spatial like, like i guess rec- awareness of it oh, what's the best way to put it it's so well done i know what you mean like it actually sounds like it's coming from different directions it actually kind of makes you like look over your shoulder occasionally like wait what the fuck was that in the game um <laughs> it's such a good looking game too like it's up there with like your controls i think and things like that it's Ooh, that's a i, I don't know say, if i can back that up but it oh, does look man, very good i'm when i'm playing i'm like this looks so good and like especially for the fact that 
like it's uh, it's been out for a few years now and it still looks good like i will put that up there with like last of us level like visuals like the environments the you know how lighting can shift at like just any instant now and it creates a totally different vibe um it's very intuitive and very immersive i'm really enjoying it it's a short game only from what i hear it's about six to seven hours on average i'm probably about like an hour in maybe um i got hit with like a wave of sleepiness while i was playing so i was like all right we're gonna stream early tonight it happens but, <laughs> oh yeah but cat was like persistent like hey you gotta play this game you gotta play this game like it's probably one of the most underrated games i've played in like years and i gotta agree so my current stream schedule is basically monday thursdays resident evil 4 uh tuesday friday uh hellblade until i beat one of them and then we'll adjust from there um other than that though i mean i just picked up mario sunshine again so that's kind of cool word look at you actually playing games now I know it kind of helps when I'm not moving. I'm not doing <laughs> twenty different things. Yeah, Only nineteen. How, how dare you do things? Yep. And oh, and I did play a lot of Minesweeper, but I'm playing Sunshine, so I ain't gonna count. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Keith. <laughs> Priorities. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, def. You definitely have your priorities straight, Keith. <laughs> like when you say, "What are you playing?" I'm like, "Right now," or yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, that's right. He's uh, playing something right now. <laughs> efficiency. Uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm playing a lot, actually. Uh, I think the game I've put the most amount of time into these past, like the past couple of weeks, is The Binding of Isaac. <laughs> wow, you two. Uh, Chris actually texted me saying he's been playing a lot of that. Yeah, uh, I I don't I, straight up. I in the past couple of weeks have put seventeen hours into the Binding of Isaac, so uh, it's been uh, it's been really fun. I, I had that game on Switch for a long time, and you know that's a good portable game. But they just put out, uh, I guess, their new the big the next like I think this is the final big update for Binding of Isaac. It's called Rebirth. Um, so I was like, I don't own this on PC. I should own this on PC. And, you know, I was just like, I'll probably play this here and there. And, like, here and there turned into, like, I've been playing it for, like, a little bit every night. Uh, <laughs> at least doing, like, a run or two. Uh, just seeing how, like, how well I do. Usually I do pretty shitty. Because uh, I don't know how any of that, anything in that game fucking works. But that's a lot of fun. Uh, for a game that looks like a fucking Newgrounds Flash game. Uh it has aged surprisingly well. I mean, I I don't know why I the ro roguelikes have just been fucking hitting me. They've lately. been hit for like, you. Yeah, that like roguelikes have been my thing lately. Uh, Binding of Isaac has been a real fucking good one too. It's it, it's a good like th that's why I think I've gravitated so much towards it. I think like I'm at this point now where it's just like sometimes I'm just like ah like I I recently redownloaded Dragon Age Inquisition and that's something I've been playing here and there. Is you that know, a that's game like, pass game? Um, no, I've just like had that 
for a while. Oh, okay. Like, and I was just like, ah, let me fire. I was just like, I want to play something. I was just looking through my Steam library, just being like, what can I download? Like, <laughs> what can I just play that I haven't played in a minute? And I was like, I've never beaten Dragon Age Inquisition. Like, I get to the same point every single time I like play it, and then I just fall off of it completely. So I've never beaten that game. And I was like, you know what? It's time. Maybe this this is the year. Maybe this is the year I finally finish Dragon Age Inquisition. Like straight up, uh, when when the PS4, I think it might have been a PS4 or PS4 Pro. Like that's how long ago it was. Like I bought Dragon Age Inquisition with whatever version I bought of that, and I still haven't fucking beaten that game. Like I own this game twice, so it's like yeah, and I've just never beaten it. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. But the, the issue that I have with that, you know, it's like it's an RPG. So it's like it's a it's a long fucking game. Uh, sometimes after I get off of work or after I'm done doing something else, like I'm just like, man, I don't have the the mental capacity to do something like a fucking a sprawling RPG. Like, right. And that, that's like, literally the only reason why I haven't done like a Red Dead 2 or like I was saying Horizon on here yet. Yeah, it's 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 like. The idea of playing a game that you know is going to take you 40 plus hours, it's just like, fuck, man, do I really want to do that? Uh, when I can really just, when I can also always just like, oh, a run in Binding of Isaac, if I do really, if, if I'm like on my A game, if I like actually complete a full run, I'm, I'm in like 30 minutes. You're right. <laughs> like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour tops. Like that's quick. Uh, it's just like, and my brain can handle that. So that's why I like, that's why I think I like roguelikes, uh, especially Binding of Isaac. Uh, another game that I like that I can just play kind of short bursts of that I've been playing a lot more of lately is I, I got really back, like hard back into No Man's Sky. Um, because that's, that's just a game where like, I can, fu- I can just fuck around in that game. <laughs> Sometimes that's, that's all I, I need. That's when I would like to play. Like I checked out for maybe like 20 seconds just because Game Pass. And I just didn't, stick with it like yeah, literally if, at all if that is cross play between game pass and steam which i imagine it would be because it's pc like i don't see they're both on pc i don't see why i wouldn't uh we should fuck around with that sometime because honestly that's like no man's sky is one of my favorite chill out games like i'll, I'll just put on some like fucking beats or something on spotify I was about to say that that like is like lo-fi beats the game oh straight up like i'll just like I'll put on some lo-fi beats. I'll fucking fly around the galaxy, the universe. I'll just, I'll pick a planet be like, all right, let's mine some resources and let's, let's get some, let's get some shit. And I will play it for fucking hours on end. Just listening to lo-fi beats and, or Olivia Rodrigo, uh, while I, while I am a spaceman in that order. Uh, yes, probably. We need Olivia Rodrigo lo-fi beats. Ooh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo. If you're listening, I know you, you got are. an idea. I know you're a big, big, big fan. Uh, I've read yeah. all your emails. Uh, <laughs> you're on our newsletter. Yeah, it's you're, you're on that. To our, you're subscribed to our stream playlist. Uh, it's all you. You're you are you are a moderator in the minigames Discord, uh, which we have one. Go follow that. Uh, yeah, maybe we should get on that. Yeah, maybe. I've, I've Listen, been like we, saying like I'll work on it, and I we have a housekeeping section at the end of this podcast for a specific reason, and we never use it for the reason that we should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, yeah, I guess we'll both put effort into this because I've like done like two things. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 
<laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, how Olivia Rodrigo's a mod on our Discord. Yes, correct. That that is that is true. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing some No Man's Sky. Uh, I bought this game Griftlands, which is also, of course, a roguelike. Uh, and it, it also it also feel feel uh, fills. Uh, this Olive Garden's fucking me up, man. It yes, feels it a, a very specific, like, roguelike niche that I like in that uh, it is also card-based. Uh, like, It's like, not only is it a roguelike, it is card-based. So it's like, Griftlands, Slay the Spire, uh, and this other game called Trials of Fire are all, like, card-based roguelikes. And I, I will, when I tell you that that is 100% my shit, uh, <laughs> it is 100% my shit. Uh, it's Grifflands is really cool. This one's more like story based. It's very, uh, I, mean, I don't want to say Star Warsy because it's not. It's like it's very reminiscent of like. Do you ever watch Titan AE? Yes. It's it's got that kind of like vibe to it, both like artistically and like story. Why? Like, well, just based on like the vibe of it, it was it's uh it's kind of similar to that, which is really cool because Titan AE, uh, one of my favorite animated movies. So, are you like all in on that right now? I'm not like all in on that, um, just because I'm trying to bounce around between a lot of things. And to be completely honest, I'll play that game for a little bit, and then I'm like, damn, I'm kind of really feeling playing some Binding of Isaac. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just downloaded today, uh, before we went to dinner, this game off of Game Pass called uh, Monster Train. Um, what is that? It is a card-based roguelike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm starting I to see a trend here. Yeah, if you notice, I, I have a, I have a, a specific uh, interest, a specific field of interest. Um, but yeah, it's I, I'm big into shit like that. Uh, I, I like this is the thing with roguelikes, man. It's different every single time I play it, and the time commitment for it is almost nothing. So it's like, it's good. Win -win. I like sh I like shit like that. I like not having to worry about like oh, now I have to remember that like with with Dragon Age, I'm just like, oh fuck, what ha what's the plot of this fucking stupid ass game? <laughs> Uh, like, what's the plot? It's like, where am I? Yeah, it's like, who am I? Who are you? How far through the romance path am I with you? Um, oh, the thing about Binding of Isaac, though, Binding of Isaac. Uh, if you want to know how into this game I've gotten, while I was playing Binding of Isaac a couple of days ago, uh, I watched a forty-five minute video on the lore of Binding of Isaac. <laughs> How'd that My go? I stopped playing Binding of Isaac because I was just like leaning on my desk with my head in my hands. Like this game is straight up, dude. The story behind that game is fucked up. <laughs> it's it's fucked up. I was like, oh, this is this is the least happy story that's ever been told. And this is where you're at. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, that's like the most of it. Uh, the last game that I will talk about that I've been playing. Uh, I played it on stream. Uh, I don't know I've what. Seen a little day. bit of this. It's like I don't know what day that is. What day that was? If uh, yesterday, probably yesterday. I think it was uh, as the time of recording. Uh, I played Chivalry Two. Go on. Um, I think 
I think that might be one of my favorite games that has come out this year. Uh, it's it, it hits like the roguelike like fix in a way that like I don't have to make like a big time commitment for this game. Like I can jump in, play a couple of matches, and be like, "All right, I'm good." Uh, and I feel like I'm making progress because it's like it each faction has the same four classes that you like level up and you unlock new shit for them um like new weapons or an armor and things like that but it's it's really fun uh it's it's dumb as hell like it's a game that doesn't take itself seriously at all that's what i've uh, heard it like straight like, up like you just can do a bunch of cool ridiculous stuff on it yeah, there's there's a button committed to you just yelling. Like you just have a yell button, basically. Like it's a battle cry, but you just fucking yell. <laughs> and I respect so, that. Move. It's so good. Like it's literally just like press C to battle cry, and that's so funny. Can you customize your battle cry? I don't think you can, but you can change like your character's voice, and I think that changes the battle cry. I'll take um, it. But the battle cries are like dumb as fuck too. Like, uh, I think it's one of the fa the Agatha faction. Would you do their battle cry? You know how like if you were a knight charging into battle, you'd be like, for insert kingdom here. Yeah. Uh, they straight up just sometimes they'll just straight up yell for that guy we like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fucking okay. You know it uh, makes sense though. I mean, you're charging for him. You must like him. Yeah, and I'm glad that like I got like I I was playing it on stream because now I have like recording of it. Is like sometimes you just you just can do like you just get put into ridiculous scenarios in that game. So like obviously this is like an M-rated game. Like you you can decapitate people, sever limbs, and things like that. Like it's it's a violent fucking game, right? But you can do shit like I was in. I think it was a free for all match. Uh, someone cut off my arm. And so when you got your arm cut off, you don't die immediately. Like you just have no arm and you're like bleeding out basically, but you can still kind of fight. So like my arm got cut off. I pulled out my I pulled out my dagger. I killed the guy that cut off my arm and like was able to successfully fight off someone else before someone came up behind me and just fucking killed me. <laughs> so you basically just I let's buy as much time as we can. Yeah, I, I was just yeah, like the fact that I could just like still kill someone with no with missing an arm, I was like, all right, man, like this is fucking, this I is mean. this is good shit. And yeah, dude, uh, I don't know, like I something about like the first chivalry and like Mordhau, like I liked those games, but something I was just like, it's not, it's not gripping me the way that I feel like this should be. And right from the beginning, Chivalry two. Like has me in its fucking clutches, and I think that's because they made it a little bit more arcadey. Because what Mordhau did and what the original Chivalry did—at least I think original Chivalry did this as well, as far as I can remember. Because this is what Mordhau did, which is basically a ripoff of Chivalry. Um, like mm -hmm. when you fight people in combat and you like block attacks, you have to like block in the like, you have to like know what direction their attack is coming from and just block in that direction. So, so it's it became kinda, like predictive. Yeah, it came like became like a rock paper scissors thing, and like my brain doesn't work like that, and I don't think that shit's fun, which is probably why I'm really bad at For Honor because that's like half of that game. Right. Um. So what they did for 
uh, Chivalry 2 is like you can just block. All you have to do is aim your block at their weapon and you will block it. So it's a, a lot of like, wh which kind of sucks for in the sense that like if you play with someone who's if you're fighting someone who's not a fucking idiot, which is the majority of the people, like it just becomes like a big block fest. But then like it yeah. become you get a little bit of more satisfaction doing that because when you like you feel like you legitimately snuck around their block by doing something. Yeah, because it's so simple when you do it, you're like you're actually that much better. Yeah. And like you can do cool shit to like play around that too. Like, like if I see someone coming at me with a big fuck you sword, I'll switch to like my my hand axe or something which is faster so it's like yeah they can block me but they're they're not going to get their block up by the time i get my second attack in so right. they'll, they'll take a hit and shit and you know, there's like a little bit of strategy behind it sometimes it's hard to do that strategy because in the in the heat of the moment you're like oh shit there's four guys all around me yeah and you can uh, only do so much so quick yeah and what also is cool about like uh the new blocking system is that so once you block one attack you block all attacks that are coming towards you for a small period of time so like if three people are swinging on you all at once if you block one you will block all three of them and you can straight up just do like a big fuck you counter one time i decapitated two people at the same time by doing that and let me tell you it felt i felt like a fucking badass <laughs> and like i think that's what makes that game fun it's like it's not crazy difficult to learn uh, i feel like that's one of those like it's easy to learn put your work into it and you can master but like the game doesn't waste any time in making you feel like you're a badass because like i feel like i'm a fucking bad motherfucker even like even when i'm doing shitty like even if i'm losing at the game like i don't care because at least like at least i'm killing motherfuckers and i feel pretty good about it and, and that's what matters killing yeah. motherfuckers. it's like and you know it's an objective based game like it's multiplayer only so it's like the whole thing is just like, oh, if you're not doing a free for all deathmatch thing, you're you're uh, move this cart to this point and like siege this castle or whatever the fuck. Like you're you're doing shit, but like uh, you don't feel bad for losing because at least you're still doing cool shit. Like it's not like a game like Overwatch where it's like when you're doing bad at Overwatch, you just you fucking feel bad. Like like you know what yeah. I mean? Like when you do bad at a game like Overwatch or like COD or something like that, when you're doing badly or losing, it it straight up feels like you're fucking losing. Yeah. And, and this ain't just, that kind of game. Yeah, no, it's just like I've played games of uh chivalry like on stream where it's just like my team fucking lost. Like I had a team uh, I played a match where we lost at literally the last objective. We were like right about to win and we just fucking dropped the ball hard. But the final scene was like, so the objective was we have to kill the Duke of this castle. And it was hard to feel bad about losing when the entirety of that last segment was straight up 64 people crammed into this tiny castle room, just murdering the shit out of each other. <laughs> like it was the most chaotic scene possible. Like I killed like, as many of my own people as I did the enemy. Like, that's how tightly just packed by it swing. was. Yeah, just by swinging a fucking sword. And it was honestly super fucking dumb and super funny. And uh, I love Chivalry 2. And I will, I, I'm going to be playing that game for a long fucking time, I think, because it's, it is so good. Oh, yeah. And that's it. That's all I've been playing. I haven't really, I haven't really fucked with anything else. Well, I mean, I'd probably play more games and be putting more time into those games that you were playing, though. So that's a good trade-off. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. 
right, fucking nice. me, well, me, me just playing 17 hours of Isaac. <laughs> well, should we jump into the quick sales that you found? Yeah, I, I did find a couple of sales. Uh, I think this one was cool. Uh, Steam is having a big like sale called Season of Pride. Obviously, it is Pride Month, so Steam, uh, like other companies, are, are, are pandering uh, <laughs> to the LGBTQ community. But I, I think it's cool because they're actually like they're doing more than just like we changed the we we changed our logo to have the, the pride flag on it. We inclusivity. Uh, as far as I know, uh, from what I understand, all these games revolve around LGBTQ themes are made by LGBTQ LGBTQ developers. You know the whole shebang uh, in some way, shape, or form. So I think it's really cool and. Most of these games are uh, most of, if not all of the games are on sale. Some of them are even up to 80%. Uh, so, you know, some big ones on there. Like I saw Gone Home is on there for $6. Uh, from what I hear about Gone Home, I hear that one's pretty fucking good. Like I'm not a big walking simulator person, but uh, I, out of all the walking simulators, that's, that's one of the good ones I hear. That's so, the one that you simulate? Yeah. Um... Also, I, I just want to just shout out uh, the fact that uh, Gone Home is part of a category of games under prize. Because, you know, they, they have uh, they have campy fun. They have RPG. They have cyberpunk and sci-fi. Uh, they have saucy selects and dating sims, narrative driven. Uh, the, the section that Gone Home is called is simply called uh, Be Gay Solve Crimes. Oh, hell yeah. Um, in that order yes that's the literally it be gay solve crimes uh and i was like yes <laughs> i love that that's that is the best it's the best segment that, that's the best section i would love to be i would love for my game to be in the be gay, be gay solve crime section um, we can just be gay and we could just solve crime yeah but this is both oh, okay it, it this 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 hits both ends of that of the of the wanting to solve crime and also the being gay. So uh, good good shit there. Buy buy some games. Uh, also another another thing on Steam. So no more heroes one and two. Uh, both launched on Steam today. Uh, oh, speaking of season of pride, that's that's until June twenty fourth. So plenty of time to to cop some games Basically off of that for almost all of Pride. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, No More Heroes 1 and 2 uh, both came out today, uh, the 9th, uh, as like a celebration of that until June 16th. Uh, each of those games are 10% off, so they're 20 bucks full price, so you got to get a couple dollars off, you know. Uh, that discount was enough for me. I bought No More Heroes 1. That's a game I never fucking played, so I am excited to do that. So we'll hear about that next pod, right? Uh, I'll probably just play more Isaac, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac and Chivalry. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I do. I do want to play that. So realistically, probably. And like that was all like the important shit that I saw on sales. I, I think the oh god, this fucking Olive Garden dude. I think the most important one was uh, <laughs> was the season of Pride stuff. I, I just think I think Steam yeah. is doing a little bit more uh, than most people. Like, honestly, even if it is a cash grab, like at, at least they're. They're doing more than just changing their fucking logo to the flag. Right. They're at least highlighting and giving potentially more money to like 
basically developers and within that proper community. Yeah, very much so. Um, and while we're shouting out people, uh, I just want to I, I want to do a quick little shout out to the Epic Game Store real quick uh, because they're still doing that Epic Mega Sale uh, that is again going on until June seventeenth. Um, so I pre-ordered Chivalry two like literally the day before it went on sale because I was like ah, I want the bonus shit that it comes with. Yeah, uh, and I was like I, I'm gonna buy this game day one anyway. Why the fuck not? Um, so because I pre-ordered it, I was like cool. Uh, I'll pay my 50 bucks. That's fine. I'm happy. So I paid. And because this game launched during the epic, uh, the mega game sale, they gave me, they refunded me $10 because if oh, wow. anything that you buy during the game sale is $10 off. Wow. That's crazy. That the new one applied to it that's pretty cool yeah that's fucking and like it wasn't anything that i did like i was like it's it was a 50 dollars game for the special edition so i was like i'll pay full price like i didn't even that didn't even occur to me so i was just like yeah okay, I I would, you would think a new game wouldn't apply yeah i was like yeah that's fine I'll pay. but it was cool waking up to an email that was just like your purchase has been partially refunded and i was like what then i looked through the email and i was like oh okay so I was like, what a burger now yeah i was like that's that's that was really cool of epic to do uh, wow okay yeah uh, that was that was a nice little surprise uh yeah super super fucking cool that they did that uh i was like all right nice yeah just eh, it's a happy accident that you didn't expect to come back yeah for real uh so yeah uh that that's it for, that's it for sales uh, kind of wanted to get into uh some news real quick before we go to the main part yeah, there's our... not a whole lot of it, so we might as well go over what we can. Yeah, it, it is an uh, an understandably light period since we have E3, like, what, fucking next week? I mean, E3 next week, but Summer Game Fest starting, to, well, tomorrow recording yesterday, day of release, so. Crazy shit, man. I know, <laughs> I know. But yeah, let's, let's, let's cover this news. Yes, uh, so just to start off, uh, God of War Ragnarok delayed until 2022. Um, I feel like we've said this a million times. Good. <laughs> yeah. Clearly Good. there's no shortage of games. Yeah, de delay delay your fucking games if you need to. Uh, do it for the, the fucking sanity of your employees, uh, for your coworkers. Like, here's the thing, man. It's God of War. This game could come out in fucking thirty years. People would still buy it. Like, look how long. Yeah. How, like, look how long the gap was between fucking God of War three and the the one that came the the and, new God and, of War and Dad of War. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I, I forget how long that time span was, but it, it felt like fucking forever. And uh, that game was like insane, and like everybody loved it. So it's like I, I think that's the point. Like, it doesn't matter how long you wait to like put out your game but like put out eventually but yeah delay your fucking game don't don't kill your workers over needing to meet a fucking deadline right and sony does seem to be pretty good on that like sony studios yeah they got a good track record so far it seems like also uh shout out to uh Alana Pierce, she works for Santa Monica Studios now. I just found out, so she is yes, part she of the, so she's part of the God of War team, which I think is yes, she is fucking awesome. And she's Alana Pierce. 
she is Alana Pierce. Uh, been a big fan since the fucking IGN days. So yeah. Uh, yeah. IGN followed her at Inside Gaming. Oh man, she's awesome. Yeah, fucking IGN in some fucking hot ass water lately too. So, <laughs> fucking, oh god, I'm not. We're, I'm not gonna talk about that shit. Just you know, uh, whatever bullshit went on at IGN is dumb as fuck. And those the upper the upper people of the parent company or whoever the fuck, there's some fucking jackasses. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny because like IGN tried, but yeah, another time they fucking tried. But yeah, uh, uh, up next, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, apparently is a very good game. Yes. I, it's, you know, I was kind of holding back on saying this, but right when I was saying that Sony Studios have a good track record of not having to crunch, literally today I saw an article saying like that employees felt no pressure of crunch, no pressure at all. This game came out when it was ready and it just worked out. Crazy and how it's almost like... It's almost just... like this direct correlation. Yeah, it's like almost like if you just let your employees like do what they're good at and you give them the time that they need, it turns out the game that they put out probably pretty good. Um, and it looks like Ratchet and Clank, who I also saw that I I even saw an article that said I think it might have been a Kotaku article that said that there was no crunch right for for Ratchet and Clank, which is like if you if a game that is getting so like so much high praise was made on no crunch time, like come the fuck on, man. Like, look at all the games that had crunch that came out fucking dog shit. Right, and Halo was about to fall into that category, and they said nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, the thing about Halo is, who knows what state that would have come out in if it wasn't for not only, like, people making fun of the fucking, the, the monkey-looking uh, brute. brutes, but also, like, if Cyberpunk hadn't happened, I'm sure Halo Infinite would have been out by now. Probably, yeah. So, I guess thank you, Cyberpunk. Take one for the yeah, team. Yeah, fucking, fucking thank you so much, Cyberpunk. Sorry, was that your expense, but thank you. Uh, uh, cyber, cyberpunk, cyberpunk was... Uh, cyberpunk had to die so every other game could live. Yes, absolutely. That's how that works. Um, I was going to make another point. Oh, yeah. So, like, I feel like this game is probably like it reminds me of god of wars also their like when their review embargo lift up and like you see them like huddled up and all of a sudden like they're all like super stoked that they got like a masterpiece of a game like getting so well reviewed it kind of reminds me of, of that yeah i I'm, sh I'm sure that that feels really good um yeah because i mean it's 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 easy to forget like these are real people making the games you know yeah it's it, like it, it's, a yeah, it's like a job. there's people within it yeah it's a job is people like are passionate about this shit so it's just like seeing like some work you 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 put out and like everyone's being like yo the shit fucking rocks like i'm sure that's an incredible feeling for them yep at the same time speaking of cyberpunk i'm sure when that shit happens everyone's just like <laughs> oh, oh. <man>. yep oh <sighs> cyberpunk 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 we'll stop talking about it one day <laughs> <laughs> on a day uh so they officially announced battlefield 2042 um we talked about this a little bit before recording like i i feel like i i, I like the battlefield games more than i do cod 
I think yeah. when it comes down to it, like when I saw this one, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like even now, I, I still don't know if like I'm gonna play it. But the fact that in this actual trailer, they pay homage to the big battlefield meme and they have a dude eject himself out of his fighter jet shoot a rocket at another fighter jet blow it up and then land back in his jet like the fact that that was like an actual cg animated trailer not like some like flavor of the week clip i was just like all right man a thousand percent of my respect there it's like you're still ea and you're still questionable but whoever whoever did the Put trailer for that, aware on this. yeah, I was just like, you know what, you get you get some points for that because that's that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's the it's the equivalent of the uh of the Lucan like leg sweep. Oh yeah, exactly, like a thousand percent. Like, and I was just like, you know what, you get you get all my respect. <laughs> so. The crazy thing on this one is they like straight up said that yep, no single player on this one on this one. Which is fine because I haven't been cared about a battlefield single player since Bad Company 2, probably. Yeah, I, I you know, uh it's it's so funny how like COD, like when you when you play when you have like a COD game and it doesn't have a campaign, people like freak out. They're like, oh, but COD campaigns are so good when in reality they haven't been good in like a long time, I think. But, but I mean, I've, uh, heard, I've heard Ghost is like interesting, but I mean, I also don't care. Just straight up. Um, but like, Battlefield is one of those games where, like, if I feel like they're like, oh, there's no single player. People are like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's not why I play that game. It's like, see, it's it's crazy to think like how far this franchise has come. Because, like I said, this used to be a game about like the ragtag group of losers. <laughs> and now it's like, like big, big war game. Yeah, big war game, massive scale. And they also pretty much recruited like Call of Duty alumni employees to work on it. Which is also uh, a big fuck you. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Um they're also they also were like, yo, you play this game with a lot of fucking people. <laughs> yeah, it's like what, 128 on PC and next gen. And they just kind of been like, yeah, whatever big mode you want, we got it. Here's the thing, though. While I respect it, still not the biggest lobbies you've had you've ever had in a shooter. No. You remember Mag? I do remember Mag. But Fucking this will be two hundred and fifty-six players. Yeah, that's insane. But does make plenty of room for those crazy, crazy moves that we talked about. Yeah, I, I like I probably won't ever play this new Battlefield game, but I, I, I will watch a Twitch clip or two. I will tell you that much. Like, I will watch some YouTube compilations of the dumb shit people do in Battlefield because that's always fucking funny. Oh, absolutely. Uh, final bit of news here. Uh, in a move that surprises everyone, uh, <laughs> Overwatch finally adds crossplay because that's Blizzard's way of saying, "Please, please play our game." <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, uh, you know, that playership has dropped, and it's not got dead. We promise. Coming. Oh god. Oh yeah, that's like Overwatch. 
adding crossplay right now is like the most limp dick move. <laughs> like they could have. It's at the very least two years too late. Yeah, man. Like, and that's even like a pushing. Because crossplay has become so much more popular, even over the past year. And here's and like, here's the thing, dude. Like, it's so far removed from it. Like, and I haven't played Overwatch in a long ass time, which is probably why I thought this when I saw the announcement. I was like, wait, you couldn't already do that? <laughs> yeah. And I, oh, oh man. like, think of how much bigger that this game would be. Because I mean, it was massive. This game was massive for a while, and it's still big, but it's not. It's not like hitting the same heights that it once was. Oh, absolutely not. Like yeah, at one point for sure, Overwatch was probably like the biggest one of the game biggest in the world for yeah, yeah, like one of if not the biggest shooters in the world. So like, like you know, it feels weird that like to use this as a metric because like I'm looking at Twitch right now, right? Like the like in the category section, right? Uh, Overwatch only has ten thousand viewers. Yeah. Overwatch has less viewers than ASMR. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm also, eh, I'm kind of, I guess I kind of get it. <laughs> it's like, but like, I remember Overwatch was always consistently in like that top row of like games where like people were watching. Even when like, when like Fortnite came around and was like at its fucking peak, Overwatch was always way the fuck up there. Mm hmm. But it's. Yo, look, Overwatch is below U EA Sports UFC 3. Like, Holy shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening there? <laughs> I didn't know there was that many bros on Twitch. Oh, so it turns out it is uh, literally one person uh, with all of those views, which is why it is behind. Which how, is why many is ahead. Are, how, who, how many people are watching it, that person? Uh, there is one person with 11.3 thousand viewers. Holy shit. Uh, watching him play EA Sports UFC 3. Uh, so all of Overwatch is doing worse than one guy one playing person. UFC 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess. Which, which is probably even worse. Yeah. I guess um, one thing that we kind of. It's not on our show doc, but I kind of do think it should be mentioned. Twitch is finally adding like proper like representation in their tags. I saw that when I went to stream yesterday. I was like, oh, there's so much shit here. Look at all this. Yeah, finally. If only they could yeah. figure out the fucking music thing, but you know. Ugh, we'll take what we can get. Like, finally, there's you know, trans tags. There's um, a separate ally tag because no, there, there's no reason for that to be in the same category as the actual like people going through struggles, but you know. Yeah, Eventually, for yeah, sure. Right. Um, <laughs> And their explanation that they gave, I mean, it was uh, kind of a cop-up, but it also kind of made sense, too. Basically saying, like, hey, we expected like, these tags to be about the content, not about the person. And they became something totally different. So, well, we're reshaping it. We're reshaping uh, what we're talking about. And, well, we're making it about the content. Or about the, the content creator, too. It's almost so, like that's what it should have been, should, how it should have been from the beginning. It's almost like that's why people go on a platform for the creator the game is the benefit. It's just like, so one of the biggest streamers on Twitch is Asmongold, uh, who is someone I obviously watch a lot because I uh, I play a lot of World of Warcraft. So mm -hmm. 
he's like the biggest World of Warcraft streamer. And if you look at his stream, like 99% of the people in there, they, they don't give a fuck about what game he's playing. No, I mean, look at Hassan. Yeah. It's like, like you want you, you eventually watch streams for like the streamer, not for like the the like the game that they're playing. Right. Like I mean, maybe there's a few exceptions with like your Call of Duty players, your Fortnite players, your League of Legends players, but like even then, you're not gonna watch the person you don't like just because they're good, you know. You're you, you might go there originally for the game, but you're gonna stay for the content that's there. So oh, yeah, for sure. It, makes sense i don't know why twitch didn't expect it from the get-go but i mean we're here so yeah i, I it's i think this is a matter of like oh twitch thinking they're in touch with their community uh when it turns out they don't know jack shit about anything no no and I've, it sounds crazy but i think twitch needs to become more like tiktok like not just have your long form content because i mean streams are multiple hours you got to have a way to have like accessibility clips and things like that, you know, like your short term um, entertainment to hook your audience. But what do I know? I'm just um, <laughs> yeah, I, we're, we're just uh, we're just drops in the in the Twitch bucket for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I think we should move on to uh, the main portion Yes, we should. Of our show. Um, so as we all know, like we just mentioned, Summer Games Fest starts this week. By the time you're listening to this, it will have already started. Um, E3 is next week. Uh, that'll be our off week. So we're deciding to do our predictions. Uh, actually, I think E3. Does E3 start this week also? I think it, I think it's also this weekend. I don't, not exactly 100% on that. Whatever. It's E3 I, time. I just looked up, just looked up uh, events, but. I'm also considering saying maybe we do a special episode 50 on E3 week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll play that by ear. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here, here's a good to play. Um, but yeah, Summer Games Fest starting off, pretty much kicking everything off. The first year of two events kind of going head to head, but not really because it's all digital anyway. So yeah. You get to watch E3 from the comfort of your house. Yep. And Summer Games Fest. So if Summer Games Fest ever becomes a physical event, there, there's your competition. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but for now, they coexist. Yeah. Curious to still see, like, once once everything uh, gets better, how, how physical events are going to work for that. But, you know. Yeah. Time time will tell, I guess. But what we're yeah. going to do here is uh, we're going to talk about what we think we're going to see uh, announced at E3 or Summer Games Fest. Talk about some things maybe we want to see. Uh, and when it comes to talking about things we want to see, uh, it doesn't matter how fucking dumb <laughs> the idea is. We're going to we are going to beg. We want it. We are going to we will not stop talking about how much we, we want that. Yeah. Please, please, please give it to us. Yes, give us Mother 3, goddammit. Uh, so, God, don't even, don't mention that around here. Uh, so, kicking things off, uh, Summer Game Fest. Hellblade 2, you put that there, so. 
I did. Uh, so I'm not I'm not done with the first one. But from what I understand, it's been like forever and a day since they announced the second one. So I'm going to go on. This is the year. <laughs> You're one yeah, of me I, joining this train and it's the year. I mean, I can I can see it, though. Like I can I can see that. Oh, yeah, this is. Uh, this is the time to announce this or show more about it, probably. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is. I don't see it falling into anywhere in E3, so I put it specifically on the Summer Games Fest like kickoff. And I, could, I think that's where it makes the most sense. Yeah, just by process of elimination. Um, now, everyone listening is, and us included, we're going to know whether or not this is like true or not because this thing comes out the day before we go. this episode goes up. So We will see Part how wrong this, we are immediately after recording this, basically. Right. <laughs> or is this a Minecraft Steve situation? Who knows? I hope, I hope every uh, welcome welcome to uh, the mini games podcast E three predictions sponsored by Minecraft Steve. Hey, um, you want to keep talking about your little uh, summer games fest predictions here? Yeah. So Sony hasn't been part of E three what is it, three years in the running now. That sounds about right. So. The way I see it is they, they're not probably not going to have a big showcase, but they'll probably sprinkle some stuff in, in Summer Games Fest, um, particularly to Sony developers, not necessarily like PlayStation themselves putting on something big. So I'm thinking this is where they'll end up. This is where like Activision will be. Um, they've also kind of started their own like state of play, and they did just have one off of, I think it was, what, it was Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, so yes, they generated a little bit of buzz before that. Um, but I still don't see them doing too much, to be honest. Um, I just think this world will kind of reg- regulate a few other things too by choice. Um, and I think we'll get things like you know, like Among Us, Fall Guys, you know, those those indie sensations. I think this is where you'll see most of those play out. Like until until the small studio gets bought out by a big one, they're going to be a summer games fest thing. That's the way yeah, I can see it. I, I can I can also see that. So, we'll see. It should be fun. It, I kind of feel like Summer Games Fest is probably going to be a lot more lighthearted. Yeah, it, this is def- it's definitely like the. It feels weird saying the less serious, but it is for sure like the less serious like ETH like of like the big summer game announcement things. Like this is the one that's more chill, at least I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Like E three sometimes is too up its own ass, I think. But I think uh, it's just I want one of them to be almost like what PAX became, like almost like San Diego Comic Con is. Like it's got to be the, like the fun destination, and for now, it's really just developers conference. Yeah, and I think if anything is poised to do that, it's. It's for sure summer game. Summer, summer game fest. fest. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean they got they got the personality behind it, which E three is literally just a group of people on a stage and you don't know who anyone is behind it, you know? Yeah, that shit dumb as fuck. So Yeah. That's my uh, summer games fest prediction. You'll all the, the indie sensations. The actually no Rocket League parent company got purchased, didn't they? Uh I'm trying to remember. I, 
Um, you might see like that. Anything major will probably be like from like Epic Games. Um, like you'll see like those will be the major studios on there because I don't there's I don't see Epic doing anything specifically just console. You know. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yep, that's that's what I think there. Um, after that, I kind of I don't know what each event is for specifically. I don't like Ubisoft Forward is the next one I included. And I don't know if that's part of E3 or Summer Games Fest. It um, doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure it's Summer Games Fest, but I after last year saying Prince of Persia is going to be a thing, and then saying like, "Hey, uh, y'all need to work on it," and then saying, "You know what? We're going to work on it." They're probably going to give some kind of update and say probably like the actual release date with a proper trailer. Well, I that's would like to alpha. tell you uh, that the Prince of Persia Dev Remake team said literally two days ago that Prince of Persia: Sands of Time Remake will not be at Ubisoft Forward. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Oh shit. Well, then scratch that. Yeah, they flat out uh, said they were like, yeah, no. Uh, the ex- the exact thing that they said was, hello, Prince of Persia fans. Ubisoft Forward is around the corner. We wanted to use this time to thank you for the amount of support you've shown us in the past year. As you might have already read, Prince of Persia, the Santa Time remake, will not be in Ubisoft Forward. We are making great progress for our game to release next year, but we are not ready to share any additional information just yet. We'll share an update as soon as we are ready. Until then, we wanted to express our appreciation for your continued support as well as your patience with us on our journey. We're looking forward to the moment where uh, when we will be able to share more with you. Uh, signed, the dev team. Uh, so yeah, that is, they've unfortunately said that that's not nope. going to be a thing for sure. They, they said, nope. Wasn't that supposed to come out this year? Like yes. March originally, or something like that? It, yeah. It originally was supposed to come out this year, but then everyone was like, that looks like dog shit. Uh, and they were like, we agree. <laughs> we're not going to put that out. Well, if it's been a whole year and they're still not going to show anything, that kind of worries me. Yeah, it's. It makes me like. I wonder if it's like a Metroid Prime Four situation where they're like, throw it all out. Like we got to fucking from the ground up. Let's go, kill it with fire. Yeah, basically. Oh god. Then we got. So I'm pretty confident this is gonna be a thing. Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC because game did massive numbers for Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I would I would also agree with that that you know, we are due for some DLC for uh for Valhalla. That would certainly make sense. That game has been out long enough at least. Uh <laughs> There's a second DLC too, if I'm not mistaken, right? E- probably. And you played it, didn't you? I played like a little bit of it and then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's an Assassin's Creed game." <laughs> and then it fell off very <laughs> And it's very a long quickly. game too apparently from what I yeah, understand. So, yeah, so that's another one of those like I don't know if I have the patience for this, uh, <laughs> especially since, like, in general, like, I haven't been too much of a fan of the Assassin's Creed games lately. So that's just one of those, like, well, like, do we really need this? Yeah, like, that is that is very much not my shit. Well, uh, here's one here that you, that you put down that I agree with uh, Splinter Cell. God damn it. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're doing a lot with Sam Fisher, but bring it back. It's been, oh, like eight years? Uh, well, technically, it's been less because they, they put uh, Sam Fisher into uh, everything except a new Splinter Cell game. So Yeah. And so I kind of think, okay, it's time for some proper Splinter Cell. I agree. Like, I, I, we, 
I would love a new Splinter Cell game. Even the ones that were like less based on stealth and more based on like more actiony kind of stuff. Like I, I still even think those were good. Like I would, I need, I need more Sam Fisher content. Absolutely. Like it's, it's been long enough. It's been too long. Uh, they recently put the the first Splinter Cell on sale on the Epic Game Store. I don't think it is anymore, but I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all like ten bucks on Steam, so it's probably yeah, the same on Epic. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, it's just like give me, give me more of that shit, please. Give me more Sam Fisher. Give me more night vision goggles. Just fucking shit, dude. I would I would take an HD remaster at this point. That's how starved I am for this fucking Splinter Cell shit. Like, give me that. Yeah, please. I keep saying RTX Splinter Cell would be insane. Ooh, R- Splinter Cell ray tracing. Let's go. Yep. So I would not hate that. Uh, you also have uh, a very good prediction here. Uh more just dance uh yeah no that's what we're actually getting yeah uh, all of this was fake uh they are going to put out assassin's creed dlc but it just makes your weird figure look like uh the the dude or girl from uh, valhalla it's uh, yeah it's just gonna be a just dance like assassin's creed crossover which honestly that'd be kind of cool like imagine it's like so it's like vikings right so you're just doing like fucking viking dances I'd play that. Maybe. You know what? I think I'm into it. Okay. So, uh, just Assassin's Creed, just dance. Uh, two step into Valhalla uh, is what that's called. That's that's the official title. Uh, I'm, that's my official. You're willing that existence? Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Slash just just dance two step to Valhalla. Uh, spot sponsored sponsored by Red Bull. Uh, coming out this coming out the day of E three. Well, they're just be like it's out. Specifically the day of the Ubisoft Forward. Yeah, they're like, hey, you can play this yesterday. Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> uh, dance, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, and, th- and then they'll be like, all right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to Ubisoft Forward. Fuck Prince <laughs> of Persia. Next year, guys. Fuck Prince of Persia. And then the, the curtain falls. Um, so after Ubisoft Forward, we have uh, Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase here. Uh, we do have some uh, very good predictions for this. Um, I, I would like to just preface this. I'm going to say this here. Uh, Phil Spencer will probably be there. I think so. Um, I, I would I like to put true, it out. But I think so. Yeah, um, I understand that that's probably a stretch. It may be a difficult prediction to make, but I do believe Phil Spencer is going to be there. Uh, he is going to announce uh, his Games. game, his game, uh, Phil Spencer's Civilization. It's like Sid Meier's Civilization, but uh, but it's much more happy looking. Uh, there's also going to be a lot of uh, voice going world premiere exclusive. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hear that way too much uh you're gonna hear that way too much for a bunch of games that are not that interesting looking that's gonna be my official prediction uh, <laughs> of e3 See, i think i think they're going big because they've had a hot year of announcements 
and it's kind of like, okay, well, what are you going to make of them? And I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be that they're going to follow through hardly within the year, but it's going to be follows with some because they came off high with some anticipated titles off last year, and they've got potential to do more now. Um, they're probably going to start off with like something like simple, like some like okay, this is where X Cloud is at. This is where where Game Pass numbers are. This is going to be where where the future is, and you know it's going to be true. But it's like okay, well, show me what I want. Give me what I want, Phil. Um, and then I anticipate they're going to be like, okay, we heard the feedback. We know what we're talking about in Halo. We've dedicated this website to give you monthly updates of our progress on this game. Well, we have more for you today. And it's going to be like an actual like story trailer. It's going to be the exact same gameplay trailer, but they're just going to they're going to freeze frame it on the brute and be like, "Look how good he looks now." <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do the intentional pause. You know what? I hope they do. Honestly, I I'd be like respect. Like <laughs> way, way to way to pander to your fucking audience here. <laughs> um man, I think there's going to be a big halo presence of like, "Hey, this game is coming out this year. Like we're not doing any we're not pushing it back in because um, yeah. they've got to. The, yeah, the, I, I I think at this point, like I don't think they, they can afford to push Halo back anymore. <laughs> no, no. A whole year, it was a lot. It was insane. Um, I mean, the fact that it got delayed at all in the first place, I was kind of like, whoa, all right. <laughs> yeah. And this is pretty much what they need because, I mean, Series S and X doesn't have a console seller other than you know Game Pass itself. Yeah, still, um, still lacking on the exclusives for sure. Right. For now, at least. You'll probably see things like, I don't know if like, you'll probably get a lot of like next gen updates. So like your Gears 5s and things like that. I don't know if Gears 5 already has or not, but you'll probably get like those things like, okay, this one now in 120 frames. Now with ray tracing, whatever next gen updates are, they will yeah. get those announcements. Um, I think we'll get some, some kind of like fable reveal. Like I would, first, I would certainly hope so. <laughs> right, like some kind of like just, just not even like a full trailer, just like like a teaser. Like we got the announcement, now we get the teaser. Um, so going with the theme of going big, like if like let's just say that they are going big. I think the biggest dick move that they could do here since acquiring Bethesda would be like it's not happening for a while, but here is your first look at Elder Scrolls Six. Right, because Elder Scrolls Six on Fable, I probably got like the same treatment. Actually, Fable probably got a little bit more in depth um, of their two seconds of trailers. But yeah, uh, some kind of that uh, they'll probably see. Do you think they'll announce either either a new Fallout or I know seventy six is more of a live service game, so the next like update that they're doing to Fallout seventy six or uh, that's that's a tough one. Um... I don't know if you announce any more Fallout stuff until you get more out there about Elder Scrolls. Because, like, sure, you you could announce more for Fallout 76, but then that questions why they wouldn't do more for, like, the the most recent ESO expansion that just launched. Right. So it's like, that, that sounds like something that they would do, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of just like, I don't, I don't know if you 
talk more Fallout without be without addressing the elephant in the room that is like you you got to you announce an Elder Scrolls game like what's good? It might be a thing where okay, so Bethesda, I'm like positive they're gonna go hard on Starfield. We know nothing about it. It's supposed to be a big thing. Like we've got post-apocalyptic. We've got you know your your high mythology. Now you've got your space. Like this is what they're banking in to catapult them into a next era of Bethesda, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I think they need Starfield to be a big fucking deal. Uh, they need Starfield to be sure. at the level of, of Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Simple as that. And they got to show it off here because it comes off is that one, isn't it sometime this year? I know we talked about it recently on here. I just don't remember what it, what it ended up being. Yeah, me either. But some sometime this year sounds correct. Yeah, so they gotta show it off, like in full. They gotta make it look like just badass. They gotta make it something that's like, hey, we bought Bethesda for a reason, and it's not just for the catalog. Like we're sticking with them going forward, and then stick us the big old exclusive on it and make people want a freaking PC or Series S or X. Like make yeah. people want game, make people want Game Pass. It doesn't matter anymore. Make people want Game Pass. I I, I want to also say I think like a pretty good thing for them to like show off here just to be like, this isn't an exclusive, but you know I, I could see because they do have a tent like the Xbox slash Microsoft showcase has a good track record of just like showing a lot of like multi platform games. Like I, yeah. I would love to see a little bit more like Far Cry Six. Right. Yeah. Just so I can, I, I want, I, I want to digest all the Giancarlo Esposito content that. Uh, so this is what I want. I can. Game that game just got announced. How much would they show of it? Here's like the how thing: much is ready it's, to show it's, it's it's a Far Cry game. I, I feel like. Uh, I, the I feel like is you can share. Yeah, it's like the, the groundwork is there. Plus, that comes out in October. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, because so they would they would have to have like, like they they already did like a gameplay reveal of it, but I feel like they could always show a little bit more. Probably, maybe. I mean, I hope so. Look, at the end of the day, uh, whether it comes to Starfield, Fallout, Far Cry, uh, it's hard to say what they're going to announce. So one thing that you can set your fucking watch to with with, with Microsoft, they're going to talk about some fucking cars. <laughs> Yep, that they are. Uh, so get ready for Forza 8 or whatever fucking Forza that they're on now. The Ocho. Uh, so yeah, that you you will probably see vehicles in some form. Uh, they will be very nice looking vehicles. Uh, I think that's it for... Uh, for Xbox and Bethesda. Uh, now we come into what I would call my territory. <laughs> there we go. Um, except even though this is my territory, I'm going to let you start this off because I think you put something very funny here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at first I was like, all right, they're going to apologize for Avengers. And then you're like, no, they're not. So I was and, like, I okay. and I said, oh, Keith, you innocent, sweet little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and by apologize, what I really meant was they're gonna double down on Avengers. They'd be like, all right, here's what we got coming out. We got this, this, and that. Just like the game, goddammit. 
they're like, look, I know you guys didn't like it, but what if, and get this, now you can play as uh, Storm. Bucky Barnes. Yeah, it's like, what if we had skins to the game? Oh, yeah. The, if they say anything about Avengers, I'm going to be I'm gonna be pissed. I'm going to be like, yo, get this shit out of here. You fucking they're, they're going They're going to. It's a live service game. They're going to touch up on it. Yeah, it's a live service game that they've already forgotten about. Uh, so <laughs> it's a live Marvel service game that came and went. Uh, and yeah, I, I feel like Square doesn't even give a fuck about avengers anymore the worst part is marvel waited so long to license their their ip out to say we got to get the right one and this is what came out of it yeah and now they're just like wait no oh god we, it's rock like, steady yeah. where you at it's like look i i love i love square like I, I will admit like i i like squares i like square enix a lot uh but you know what dude this is what you get for giving uh the fucking kingdom hearts people the avengers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is very true. Like you, uh, you get you get what you pay for out of there. Uh, you know that was definitely a Disney move. They're like, hey, we've we've gotten Square to do all our stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go to these guys. They make things that are coherent. And they were just and they're like, oh cool. And they're like, wait a minute. Well, wait. Did what some, did we do? Did, some, did somebody actually played Kingdom Hearts? And they're just like, Donald Duck. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah moving on from avengers which you know they're gonna talk about it sure i i think that would be uh a waste of everybody's time including theirs uh so hopefully they don't do that uh but some things that i do think they're gonna talk about um i would assume that they are going to show more uh final fantasy 16 uh, that would be the big move. I mean, I think it was was it last E three or was it more recent that they showed originally showed sixteen? I feel like it was I more think recent. It was last. I think it was well, I think it was last, but then they kind of I don't think I think let's see. You know what it might have been more recent. It might have been on like a state of play thing or something. It may have been. That sounds about right. If it feels more recent than than last year for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I would like to see more of Final Fantasy 16. Like, the trailer was good. I liked it. I got hyped because I love, I just fucking love Final Fantasy. But uh, I would like to see more. So this is more, like, this is something I do want to see. But I, I feel like it makes sense uh, to show this off. Uh, next, they just recently announced this. But I feel like they could probably talk a little bit more. Because I know they're adding, like, a new class. I think it's called the Reaper. Uh, a new job to Final Fantasy 14 for the new expansion. So I, I think maybe some more news about Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker. Uh, that is the new expansion for Final Fantasy 14 coming out. Uh, I believe that's also in October. Uh, so soon. I, I would imagine because it's coming out so soon, they would have a little bit more info on that. Uh, I would like to say that I think Final Fantasy 14 has successfully sucked me away from World of Warcraft for the time being. Uh, so for that's where I'm at. Being. Yeah. There, it's it's always only temporary. The only reason is because WoW is stagnant as fuck right now, and I can't play it without being upset. Right. Uh, but I think uh, I think Final Fantasy fourteen is a great fucking game, uh, great MMO, and hopefully I see more. We see more about that. 
during E3. That would be very cool. Uh, I imagine they're going to talk more about Final Fantasy VII. I know, uh, at, well, as of recording right now, uh, Final Fantasy VII Intermission, uh, which is the Yuffie DLC, uh, and the PS5 upgrade for uh, baseline Final Fantasy VII Remake are out now. Uh so I, I would hope that like if they're going to talk more Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's like, here's what's coming up next. You can expect uh, Part Two to come out within the next 12 years. Uh, that's probably what they will say. Um, they're probably going to talk more about that really fucking dumb Final Fantasy Battle Royale <laughs> that's coming out for phones. Um, because someone had that idea. Yeah, because that, that's a thought that w- that formed in somebody's head, and they were just like, no, yeah, go with it. That's You're onto something, fu- Charlie. It's like, oh, I like this. That's real fucking good. Um, and then it came out, and everyone was like, you, you want a what? Um, and here's the thing. I'm hmm. a fucking idiot. I'll probably play it anyway, but I won't be happy about it. Uh, <laughs> so we'll probably see more about that. Uh, the two big ones that I'm excited for, I'm assuming they're going to show. I'm assuming I would hope that they would show more about Project Triangle strategy. Uh, that uh, I think that was announced in a Nintendo Direct a while back. Yeah. Um, the demo came out on Switch. It was a very fun demo. Uh, so I would love to see them do more about that. If you don't know what Project Triangle strategy is, it is basically Final Fantasy Tactics, but. Uh, they were like, what if Final Fantasy Tactics, but Octopath Traveler art style? Um, which, you know, I, I'm i very vocal about how much I think Octopath Traveler is not a good game. Um, but I am also a big, 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 big fan of the art of Octopath Traveler. I think that game looks fucking beautiful. Well, um, there you go. So it's like, wow, the gameplay of something uh, of a game that I really like and the artwork of another game I really like. This could be very good. Um, and luckily, this could be a game pl- with artwork that I really like. Yeah, and luckily, since I got to play it firsthand because it's a demo, hey, this is something I like. Uh, so I would love to see uh, to see some more of that. I think that would be that would be very sick. Uh, and lastly, uh, Forspoken. Uh, this was what was originally Project Athea, is I think what the name was, when it was just still the working title. They announced that it was just going to be officially going to be called Forspoken. Uh, don't think there's really too much about it, so I, I feel like E3, uh, E3 time. is it's the time. Yeah, it is. It is for sure the time. I would love to see more about it because you know it's an open world Square RPG. Um, that's what they do right not avengers games you know what the fuck i mean like this (laughs) yeah like this is where square shines like i know a lot of people beef like final fantasy 15 and stuff like that but like i personally really like that game uh and if this game is even like half of that then you know it's i'll i will enjoy it um that's really all i got for square um i i imagine whatever they do show it is going to be with the exception of Forspoken and Project Triangle Strategy, it will probably anything they show would probably be uh, aggressively Final Fantasy. I mean, it's their biggest thing. I don't think they're gonna lean too far into other stuff that they just announced elsewhere. You know? Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely very true. Uh, then, so moving on, uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, so they don't got a lot. <laughs> No, but, they they do not. 
see the thing is like Warner Brothers right now their big thing is like DC games and they've been doing DC fandom and that's where they announced like you know Suicide Squad, Gotham Knights, all that stuff. So shit I don't really, care about. Oh, I do. <laughs> I think Gotham Knights looks fun. Suicide Squad Gotham has Gotham, Gotham Knights does look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it looks fun. And Suicide Squad has King uh has what's it called? Uh, King Shark basically voiced or voiced by Samoa Joe, which is amazing. Okay. Who is no longer with WWE, by the way. They released him. Idiots. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, so they're basically just saying, hey, here's that Back for Blood. And I kind of feel like there's a little bit more reason to why this one, DC Fandom, two, Warner Media, AT&T, and Discovery just did like a major like, like merger. So there's, there's, a, there's a landscape shift going on over there. And the gaming properties are like getting like all like split up like Mortal Kombat, your DCs, anything that's just a Warner Media like owned game like or like license whatever it may be. Yeah, they're getting all split up. So right now they got Back for Blood. That's hey, about all the show off. Back for Blood looks fun as fuck though, so I will happily, uh, I will happily consume all of that. Right. Yeah. Me. Me too. And I didn't see a whole lot of like alpha gameplay but what i did see it looked great yeah it's a it's a it's a good fucking looking game i i did get to watch some of like some people play uh the alpha friend of the show good night games cast uh yeah shout out to moy moy was playing a little bit and i was like this looks like left for dead i like left for dead so i'm uh, in yeah I, I i was i was pretty sold on it so i was like yeah this is this is fucking tight yep so They'll probably do that. They'll probably announce like beta dates. I mean, Warner's not doing a big presence here. They don't have much to show off anyway because their whole company's in limbo right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they don't have much to show off because they they barely have anything. They barely have a company because they're like, oh, wait, you bought us? Why? Like, what the what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So like, you'll see. You'll see. Ironically, you'll see more of the games at DC Fandom. Like that's where that'll end up. That makes Which, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's also good. It's a way to create your own news and not rely on the event and possibly get it overshadowed. Yeah, that is that is very fair. Because I mean, superhero IPs are big in movies and games. So they can go either way. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just like I I feel like Back for Blood is the only thing that they could, they put out that like I give a shit about. Right, unless it's like. Mortal Kombat, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. Unless it's Mortal Kombat, in which case, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'm wondering now, like now that you mentioned that, since the movie's out, I wonder if they'd be like uh, Mortal Kombat 12. Huh? You say that, but they'll probably just do like Mortal Kombat movie skins in the game, or like a cold DLC, like or like a free like freebie or something. No, I feel like if they were gonna do something like put coal in there, they they'd charge for that for sure. <laughs> that would not be free DLC. <laughs> You're gonna get another Joker in the game. Oh, uh, that if it'd be cool if they just put Mark Hamill's Joker in there. It'd be cool if they just put Mark Hamill in there. I don't know if I could bring myself to decapitate Mark Hamill, so I don't I don't know about that. You can't even playing as Liv Rodrigo. 
See, I, there's there's something that's just unethical about an 18 year old girl being in Mortal Kombat, also. So, oh, I mean, I mean, make her OP and she always wins. Uh, that is that's fair. So that's what I want. Olivia Rodrigo in Mortal Kombat. Not because so I can kill her, but so I can kill her. That you know what? Yeah, that's sure, Keith. Yeah, you. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't. I don't know some, about you. Sometimes <laughs> some people want Mother Three. I want to murder people playing as Olivia Rodrigo. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Capcom. I imagine if Capcom is going to show anything, uh, I like how you just put IDK Street Fighter here, like, like because of course. Um, but I feel like like actual answer like maybe they show more about resident evil reverse because that's still like i don't think that's no one still knows a thing when, it's like no one knows when that comes out i also don't know how many people care but uh it'll have its day one players not no, i don't think it's going to be a lengthy game most people don't I, care for multiplayer resident evil like now anyway yeah but it's like also the thing is like if you bought village you you didn't pay for like you got it for free right. you know what i mean so it's like right it's just a little bonus. Yeah, so it makes sense for them to sort something of it. Like, obviously, they feel like they got something to show up because they're doing a whole ass showcase. Yeah, for which sure. Which they don't do one every year, do they? Mm, I don't think so, no. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. So they got, they feel like they got something. But who knows? I would love. Nah, I was gonna say I would love a new Devil May Cry, but I feel like Five just came out. <laughs> when did Five come out? Uh, I think Five. I think Five came out in 2019. Cause I, I, yeah. Uh, cause Devil May Cry Five, I think, was like the first game that I beat last year pre-pandemic. So, that makes sense. Wait, last year... Okay, right before quarantine, I was about to say, wait. Like, what year is it? I, I had to think about it for a second, too, before I, before it left my mouth. And I was like, no, yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's been a long two-week quarantine. It has, it has been... This has been the longest two weeks of my life. It feels like it's almost been a year and a half. Whoa! Oh... God, now I'm just sad. Uh, what other fucking franchises does Capcom have that they could do? Uh, Yo, I just Mega Man. I I just got this shine that I've been stuck on for like 30 minutes. I'm so stoked right now. I'm proud of you, Keith. Um, Yeah, Mega Man, Mega Man 3D, Mega Man was it 12? Yeah, I I I don't think they're gonna do anything with Mega Man. Would be cool though. Uh, I would love. I, I don't know. I mean, they've, maybe milked, I, they've milked compilations so many times that they're like they're due to for something new. I own all of them, so <laughs> exactly. I even own some... the fucking Mega Man Zero ones because I'm that big of a piece of shit. You know what I would love? Yo, if they want to put another fucking compilation, that's fine. Make it Battle Network. Give me a Battle Network comp. Nah, you're just asking for too much. No, <laughs> I I always do. I always do. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Nintendo? Nintendo. So, basically, the thing about Nintendo, default, 
Nintendo yeah. or Xbox or like or Nintendo or Xbox are heavy hitters. Yeah, the thing about Nintendo is like the opposite of Xbox though, because you know, like we're Xbox, we're like, haha, yeah, Forza, like because that's like the bit every year. I feel like Nintendo's always like, it's like playing fucking Russian roulette with what they're gonna announce because it's yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, and they they're kind of in a rough spot because unless they come through with exactly what's been like rumored and speculated with the new Switch, they're gonna be people are gonna be disappointed yeah i feel i feel like with nintendo everyone's either just like this is the best thing i've ever seen in my entire life or this was hot garbage exactly and i think it all ride or dies on does this new switch exist and right now like there's more fire than ever so i'm leaning towards okay like this might actually be a thing but if it's not then oh man like it's they're, they're, they're going to be shit out of luck no matter what they do. Yeah, I think I think it's time for a new Switch, though, too. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was, there was you know, it's been, what, like, fucking four years since the Switch came out? Yeah, probably. 2017. Um, God, that's so crazy. <laughs> it's I been can't... four years, and Nintendo's never done that in-between generation that, like, Sony and Microsoft did. Yeah, I, I think this is like a cool move. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like me and you have talked about this several times, probably even on the podcast. Like, I, I'd buy another Switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we own three in this house. And it's just like, I would certainly buy another one and keep the nicer one to, for myself. And then this old one, instead of like selling it, I would go to my girlfriend and be like, here, like, play, vi- play the video game. Uh, yeah. So I would be very down with the new Switch, but you're right. I I, th- I think a lot of how well their E3 is received uh, very much rides on this uh, the announcement of this new Switch. And who knows? Maybe they don't announce anything at all. <laughs> They're just like, that's coming, and they don't really say anything else about it. But... Uh... Yeah, I, I think I think it, by fumbling the announcement of that, then everyone's gonna be like, "This, this is the year Nintendo dropped." Yeah, this this is the year Nintendo finally lost E three. You know what I mean? Right. Because be, every year before be that, year, Xbox wins out of default. At that case, because yeah, nothing's gonna top those two. Like no matter how big, like Square or anyone is, you're not a console maker. You know. Yeah, and I feel like the only reason that, like, Xbox has not won E3 is because Nintendo's always just like, fuck you, look at this shit, you idiots. Like, yeah. It's like, look and everyone's like, did. oh my god. And everyone's like, oh my god, Nintendo. Like, you, you did that, what the heck? Yeah, so it's like, they they, they need they need this. Uh, they, they need the new console. They need the Switch to be announced without a hitch. Hey, bars um also i i I desperately more than anything want the new switch to have two eyes in it so it's just the switch (laughs) not even super nintendo switch i wanted to like how bad think of this like i I don't know if i said this before but how bad did they mess up naming it the switch light and not the light switch (laughs) god damn it that's got to be their biggest mistake that's almost as bad as naming it microsoft and macro hard God fucking damn it. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I, if if we're actually going to talk about like names, I feel like they go as what they've been doing. I feel like it's just called the new Nintendo Switch. Like realistically, I think that's what they call it. Um, I would just love it if they went to like the Super Switch. Yeah. But I, just, I feel like the Nintendo naming convention now is just the new insert console here. Like I think 3DS set that precedent. Yeah, and that's the only other time they've done like an in between, isn't it? Like. Pretty we didn't much. see this for the GameCube. We didn't see this for N64. I guess the SP. I guess that counts, right? Um, I wouldn't say. I'd say that kind of counts because because it's still around the same cartridge as the regular Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say yeah. You know, I would say the SP definitely counts. Um, Other than like that, the, though, the main difference was like, oh, backlit screen now, right? So other than that, I don't really see it being a normal Nintendo thing. So this is really interesting of them to do so now, finally. But. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pumped on it, man. Like like you know, like I just said, I I think I think the time for a new Nintendo for a new Switch is right. It makes it makes all the sense to me. I'm at the point now where like yeah, I'd buy it. like you know like in my head I tell myself like like without even hesitating like. Yeah, like I'd buy a new one. Like I'd buy, I'd get a new Switch if it was like a like a substantial enough upgrade. Um, but so my, the question uh, that follows up becomes: Do they continue in the steps of the new 3DS, where uh, there are games that are that you need the new 3DS to play because it has like that little fucking had that little nub or whatever, like. I wonder if they go that route with it. I would imagine no, because I think that would just fucking piss people off. But it's Nintendo, and they're really good at pissing people off. So, I, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's either gonna be that, or it's gonna be like a Series S and X situation where they're like, okay, this is the specs on the S, this is the specs on the on the X, you know? Yeah, it here's the thing like you know this is this is probably the most speculative that we get on this podcast just because like you know we can talk about like hard, like hardware and games are two totally different things like you'd be like, oh yeah this game's gonna run better on this nicer console obviously but like the, when it comes to like the console itself you're just like well what the what the fuck is it at this point like, right what is it what at the end of the day what truly is like a upgraded Nintendo Switch. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? Like, but I, I, either way, like, I I am excited. Uh, whenever whenever Nintendo has like news like this, I get I get pretty excited. It's it's a special it's a special thing that like only Nintendo can do. Yeah, it's I like I get excited for games. Like, oh, like I'm like, oh, cool. F- fucking Sony's gonna put out. God of War, Ragnarok, at some point, but like, yo, Nintendo got got that got that new console. Yeah, let's go. Yep, it's 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 a special thing. Like the Switch on its own is a special thing, you know. Oh, very much so. It's uh, it it is certainly a masterclass of a console. I think I love my Switch, dude. I I fucking love my Switch. And I feel like it's something that it's like almost like a once in a lifetime thing, like. Like, it's kind of like a celebration of just all things Nintendo, you know, like how many major franchises have they brought over to the Switch? How many, like, you've never seen indies to this level on Nintendo. You've never seen this many ports over of Nintendo. So 
how how much are they going to go to the well this generation or are they going to save some for the next i mean who's to say you know yeah that's that's very true um that's one of the things i'm like, just like yeah well we'll we just have to wait and see at this point uh yeah that's just it we just got to wait and see when it comes to like what the actual switch is but one thing we can talk about just to kind of move it along is like the kind of uh software that we're gonna see uh yeah well you put here uh more cloud gaming which i think would be which would be cool because they're they're kind of fucking with that right now yeah they've got hitman 3 on there they've got control which i've heard control runs like ass uh (laughs) i can only imagine (laughs) yeah so i think it needs something and that would be a new console yeah that would be interesting to see if like uh, how like how much a new console affects like cloud gaming because i feel like even with like a powered up switch a game like control i imagine would still run like shit (laughs) it just depends i guess on what the power would be again that's that's another matter of fucking wait and see (laughs) yeah that's exactly what that means we have no idea because does it exist i hope so so Um, they'll probably i think they'll do more cloud gaming so yeah. like, hey, this game that you never thought would be on Switch, here it is. Here's the Witcher 3 cloud version. It's like, you should have done this the first time. <laughs> yes, but here's the Witcher 3. Now, because it's cloud version, it runs even worse than the, the one we have on here already. Let's go. Oh! I mean, I mean, I know we kind of try moving along, but this new Switch better have like an Ethernet port. It better have a browser. Like... <laughs> does the dock not have an Ethernet port on it? I don't think it does. No, I I don't recall it having. I feel like yeah, maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm just dumb. Uh, I felt like it, it, it does need why. a goddamn port because I mean, how many times have you been in a hotel room needing to log into the Wi-Fi? You can't because there's no goddamn browser. Uh, yeah, a, a browser would be cool. I would love to be able to take my Switch somewhere and use uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, for a console that's holding its portability, that's a big oversight fucking so dumb i remember we were on that trip that one time and i was just like oh yeah <laughs> what the fuck dude i was like ah shit i need the i need the internet internet for this oh great yep that's exactly where i oh, that's exactly where this came from too that same trip uh, <laughs> so hardware and software upgrade, upgrades we need that uh speaking of software whoa zorlda oh man um, oh man yeah, uh, so it is, you know, big big anniversary for Zelda. So I imagine we would get a lot of shit here. I imagine they're going to probably talk a little bit more about Skyward Sword. That's probably a thing they're going to do. They're going to be like, hey, this is still coming out. Give us your yeah. money. Um, please. They don't even have to say please, dude. They've already got it. But <laughs> Yeah, I literally, I literally got a pre-order today, actually. <laughs> I was like, you yes, <laughs> I know you work at GameStop. <laughs> Doing really good off the game stonks. Uh, so I think you have a pretty good one here. I think we've talked about it before. Is like uh, what whatever like a Zelda thirty five would be. Because uh, you know they did it for they did it for Mario. People liked it. Um, so I imagine they. I mean, they I'm do- literally playing it right now. 
they, they, they do that again. But I'm wondering if, like, do they do the same thing? Like, is it like, oh, this is the limited time shit again? Which, if they probably. did do that, I would, I would probably be upset. But at the same time, I'd be like, like, if they were like, yo, limited time only, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on your Switch, I'd be like, here's my money. Here you go. Right. And it's probably going to be like, like, oh, here's Master Quest. Like, it, do you remember when you pre-ordered Wind Waker? The, the the disc the the disc that had like everything on it yeah yes it had one it had two it had ocarina it had majora and it had uh, master quest if they just put that onto the switch like I, i'd be like I, i'd unlike the mario thing like i'd buy that day fucking one right so i think i, I think that's gonna be a thing I think, I think it would be cool too is if like if they could figure out how to put the 3ds versions of ocarina of time majora's mask onto the switch because they look so much nicer um i don't know how that would work but i would love it if they did that i mean i don't think it'd be too hard i mean main thing is uh with the 3ds was you had game on one screen inventory on the other and you would just be your start menu i mean that's exactly what they did for Breath of the Wild. I mean, that was a Wii U release, and the gamepad was your was your inventory. Yeah, but and also I'll... Nintendo. So, right, but I I, I think it's a very similar uh, process as as far as like functionality. Now, how yeah. port how portable how much how simple it is to be a port that's a different thing. But functionality, I think it's totally doable. Yeah, I, I think though, even if they did like the bare minimum, and we're just like you know, like you said, like. Yo, that GameCube disc, we're basically just doing that and putting it on Switch. I'd be like, yo, fuck yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The game that <laughs> it's also one had like the one that was once free, now you're charging 60 bucks. Most Nintendo thing, but let's go. I would also love for them. I, I feel like we've talked about this before too, is like an out of left thing, out of left field. We're like, you know what? HD, HD, uh, Wind Waker HD is coming to Switch also. And Wind Waker HD that came out on the Wii U, right? That yes, it did. Okay, so this kind of leads to my question: like, because Wind Waker and Twilight Princess both got HDs, what what's your combination of games? Like, if it was three, what's your combination? Like of three games to get HD remasters, or to come over to to Switch? Like, basically, if we're doing the Mario Collection, like. Like one getting upscaled to 720, one getting you know sunshine and HD, and Galaxy, of course. Like, what is your combination of games? Knowing that okay, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess might be off the bat because they got an HD remake, and of course Skyward Sword because it's getting one on its own. Yeah. Um, so like, what, what's a combination? Like, how do you do it? Well, the problem is. I technically Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask also got the HD treatment too, so that basically leaves 2D Zeldas at that point. Right. But if they honestly wanted to release like a compilation, uh, like if I had to pick like a compilation of like 2D Zeldas for them to like release and maybe just like upscale the the pixels on them or something like that, because that people have done that for games before, like they did that for Chrono Trigger. Uh, granted, it looked like shit at the beginning until they fixed it, but you could do it. Yeah. Um, I would probably say I would love 
or you know what i would even say like if they did more gave more games the the treatment that they did to uh link's awakening okay you made my next point i was waiting for that um like like if they did some shit with that um i think i would love to see both oracle of seasons and oracle of ages yes absolutely Uh, that would be a fucking good one um I feel like the easy. Well, uh, this one's diff- difficult because it's technically the game, but it's not like I would. You know, they did Link Between Worlds, but I, th- I think like a, like a solid version of like Link to the Past is as like a, is like a no brainer. The hard uh, part is Link to the Past is on Switch right now with the online service too. That is true. Um, so yeah, that that does throw that out there. But yeah, so I, I think that's for sure. Like, like I wanted to ask this for you because it's throwing me off because like I've come up with like every like reason why it wouldn't be on there too you know yeah okay so if we're just talking about shit that's flat out not on switch right now hasn't already gotten the hd treatment is a 2d zelda and like we know already isn't coming oracle of seasons and ages uh the minish cap um oh man uh one and two maybe no i i don't have the same like affinity for one and two like if, if if this is just like specifically like my choice like games i wanted to see i i think honestly one and two are probably close to like the bottom of that list if i'm being completely honest with you oh i'd say so also but like say if they do something like here's one and two but in the way you, you haven't seen them and like they do almost like a ground up thing that'd be cool like especially would- one because Breath of the Wild was born out of one. Let's be real. Basically, um, yeah, I, I. It's hard for me to pick like a third. I, I'll count Oracle Seasons and H's each as their own game, even though they're both two halves of the same whole, basically. But I mean, it's a Pokemon generation. Yeah, for for sure. Um, but I, I think, I think for sure, like I, I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of love for Oracle of Seasons and H's, and I feel like I would love to see those games like given like the the Link's awakening treatment because i mean until it happened i would have put like what 2d zelda games you like to see remade i would have put Link's awakening on that list so the fact that that happened means just like oh like oh okay <laughs> yeah and i still haven't played it either i haven't played it either um but i heard it's a fun game yeah it's my my thing was just like i like it and i appreciate it i don't know if i want to pay 60 bucks <laughs> eventually yeah, I'll, I'll get that down the line at some point. Maybe someone will get me like a gift card at some point. <laughs> but yeah, that that those are those would be like my 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 big two my big two point five uh, for for Zelda games. I'm trying to think of like there, there's more of these games that I like. Like, what would I? <laughs> Well, I think what would be cool, uh, actually, now that I think about it, since uh, the Switch is an online console, I'd love to see like an updated Four Swords. That would be cool. I think an updated Four Swords would be super fucking cool, because um, you know it came out on like the fucking, like I think the Game Boy, GameCube, yeah, GameCube, and GameCube. there was a, there was a yeah. Game Boy version too. Yeah, the one that you would link. Yeah, so it's just like mm, I would love like a modern version of that to really take advantage of everything the the Switch can do like online wise. And if I have to, to do like the OG Zeldas, 
I think I'd rather see a new version of two instead of one because I that's am, what I need it more. Yeah, I, well, here, and here's the thing also I'm a Zelda 2 apologist. Um, I don't think that that game gets the love that it deserves. Is it a different game? Yes. Um, uh, but I think it's very fucking good. I think Zelda, I think Zelda Two is a good game. I appreciate it now more that I'm older uh, than I did like when I was a kid because I owned Zelda Two. My dad had an NES and he had both uh, both Zelda games on it. So yeah, we had. See, and I didn't play it until that GameCube compilation. Okay, yeah. So even you played it as like a young kid, uh, basically. Y- so. Yeah. You, you you played that as a sub twenty year old for sure. Like, oh no no, it was it was like when Wind Waker came out when I played it. So like I, I I'm talking about like I've played Zelda two within the past like couple of years. Okay, uh, no, and that game it there's like a level of strategy to it that like a lot of Zelda games don't have like when it comes to combat like and and now as an adult I'm like. I think this game got kind of a bad rap. Is it different? Yes. But is it a bad game? I don't think so by any means. No, just not what everyone expected. Yeah, it is. It is certainly different. I, I mean, after the first game, remember when people were like flipping the fuck out about how Wind Waker was like cartoony and it killed Zelda? Yeah. I feel like this is kind of the like the ancient, <laughs> ancient, the older, like the, equivalent. Old, the older equivalent of that. Because like, I mean, they changed up like the gameplay is different. Whereas, like, I think where Wind Waker plays a lot like a regular Zelda game, but it just looks very different. But, you know, yeah. it's like, this isn't what people were used to, even though it was there was only one Zelda game before it. But when you think of a sequel, you don't think it's going to be dramatically different. And, you know, kudos for Nintendo doing what the fuck they do as Nintendo and trying something different. Um, I think... I think it was good. Uh, I, I It's fun, funnily enough, I think Zelda 2 is a lot more like modern Zelda than it is like a 2D Zelda in the way that it plays. I think so. I can see that. Um, so mine, I think it would have to be Majora's Mask because that's only been 3D. It has never been HD. I would think it would have to be Ocarina because that's like the it's well, like the they, gold they standard did, of they did also what, H- they did do th- the 3d was also hd because that game looks completely fucking different on the 3ds yes so that's like the closest thing they've gotten to it but what is it improper i mean like I, I i guess yeah i can say so i think i've said it before but i don't know i kind of go back and forth on it well majora's mask is my favorite zelda game so i i would i will play that game <laughs> as many fucking times as I can. Right. Like I I ride very hard for Majora's Mask. Uh so yeah, I I'd play it again like if they were like, "Yo, Majora's Mask coming to Switch." I'd be like, "Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll pay for it yeah, too. Yeah. I don't care. Let's, let's give a shit. Let's go." Yeah, for real. Like how much is it? Okay, cool. Here's a blank check. You just put a fucking amount on there and I'll pay that for Majora's Mask. Um, Breath of the Wild 2? Breath of the Wild 2 is the thing. I am sticking to it because from what I remember, they announced Breath of the Wild in like a nameless trailer in like 2014. I remember because I was living in Roswell during that time. (laughs) And two years later, they announced, okay, Breath of the Wild and it comes out 2017. So 
they announced it two years ago. They're going to put out the trailer. You think it's time? And then, I think it's time for the trailer. Game's probably not going to come out for another year. Oh, for I'm sure. thinking, I'm thinking spring, because that's when Breath of the Wild came out. Y- yeah, I could see that. I was going to say maybe like a holiday 2022. I would say a holiday, and especially because like Pokemon uh, is coming up, but also like Pokemon and Nintendo kind of are on different wavelengths sometimes with like releases, you know? Like they're not two companies that go hand in hand specifically so i would otherwise agree, it, but i but i my thinking behind that is it's like this is a pokemon game that looks like breath of the wild so i think they might want to like space that out oh that's bit. true too that is true also i didn't consider that part like like arceus is basically let's what if legend of zelda but pokemon like that's w- what that game feels like so i think i think if they did put breath of the wild out like march ish like that's like mm, that's a little that's a little close to this it's other kind of breath of the wild yeah. looking game i can see that i can but see who that knows? you're right it's fucking nintendo so because <laughs> like they have their own pokemon directs it's not like yeah they always do their own thing we're not really what nintendo traditionally does yeah pokemon is for sure its own fucking entity yes that's like code. It's not like a Nintendo property. They're some so it's kind of tricky because maybe Pokemon might win and they might actually you're right, maybe they might actually push that to a holiday twenty twenty two. Yeah, that that like that's what I feel in my gut that like, oh we need we would move uh like they would move Breath of the Wild to holiday just because of how similar Arceus looks, but I have been wrong about Nintendo many times before. So. I mean, everyone's wrong about Nintendo and whatever the hell they got going on. Yeah, well, you think they're going to do something and they're just like, ah, nah, we're going to do this other thing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay. So, I guess my lineup would be Majora's Mask, Ocarina. An Oracle of Seasons and Ages. Great choice, Keith. Yeah, I will go with that. Because I think out of all, all the games, Seasons and Ages have seen like the less, the least amount of representation out of like the Zelda games. Probably, yeah. You're right. I, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, so we, we're running kind of long here, so I don't know if we just kind of want to breeze through these last couple of ones really quickly. Uh, well, Smash. this last one, this one, yeah, like here, it's. Who's joining the roster? Someone Crash. With a, someone with a sword. Someone with a sword. Oh, God. I'm thinking Crash or Dante. Like, I feel like Banjo-Kazooie was like your pinnacle. Like, how do you top that? And I don't think you just don't try. Or you do like something like Crash or... Conquer. Was, oh, God, please. <laughs> Conquer and Smash. Oh, man. Conquer and Beautiful Joe, that's all I want. I would love Dante straight up. That'd be so fucking stupid. <laughs> I think Dante fits. I think. Look, if they can get fucking good. Cloud and Sephiroth, they can for sure get Dante. If they can get freaking Victor Belmont. Ah, that's not a stretch. You know, Castlevania launched on Nintendo consoles, I believe. So 
did it really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure OG Castlevania is uh is an NES game. All right then. I'll allow it. It's like now you now you're questioning me. I have to look it up. I don't know, dude. I wasn't born yet. I wasn't there. Uh, let's see here. It's like, did you mean the Castlevania anime? And I'm like, no. Uh, hello. Uh, the original Castlevania. Uh, did launch for the NES in in North oh, wow. America. So. Yeah, so Castlevania was that that makes more sense than fucking Cloud and Sephiroth, so. Yeah, it does. And it, it, it look, if you also like can get solid fucking snake, like That's true. But twin snakes was a thing. Yeah, that's true. But like not as like consi- like, you know, that one's still just kind of like what the hell. <laughs> yeah, or Sonic and Joker from thing. Persona 5? Yeah. Persona 5. Oh, you know what? That's another thing. Persona 5 R on Switch. Give me that. Uh, so, yeah. You'll probably... They'll probably announce someone for Smash. Like, that's probably the move. Yeah, and it's not going to be beautiful. beautiful Joe, goddammit. Yeah, and they did put out that, like, survey. They're like, what do you want to see more of? RPG characters or platform characters? Yeah. Everyone was mad that there was even a choice. They're like, RPGs? Who even plays those as two Final Fantasy VII characters are part of the roster? introduced, and as the rest of the world is, like, all in on on them. Yeah, I don't know. Smash fans are fucking sociopaths. But, uh, (laughs) um, Metroid Prime 4? Please? Oh, please. Oh, my God. (laughs) Something more than a JPEG? Um... I'm wondering how far along that game is, because what was it like? Has it been two years now since they were like, ah, yeah, we had to fucking throw everything away. <laughs> At least two years. Uh, it's been more, I think. I don't know. I've lost hope. <laughs> like, I've lost hope, but I also feel like, okay, you can, how much further out can you bring this thing? Like, look, man, it was a here. huge mistake, but it was like, it brought like one of the most like, special moments in like Nintendo in a long time. Listen here, man. Uh, as much as I want to, I can't make fun of you because as someone who is a Kingdom Hearts fan, I stand in solidarity with you. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. See, and like, my thing is like, they did something so cool when they announced it. And people lost their shit. Yeah, and of course. you gotta come through. Like, Metroid is such an under, I guess like a second tier franchise for Nintendo. Oh, f- that for, for sure. That like for it to get that much attention was like so cool, and I th- and it probably caught them off guard. To be honest, they were like, "Oh fuck, people actually like, want this, huh?" Oh shit! Like it's like you know, we knew we knew people liked it, but we didn't know it was that much. Like with that, we were catering <laughs> to the niche. Like, oh man, it turns out people really want this, huh? Well, come up. Oh, sorry, guys, you got to make an actual game now. So yeah, so the fact that they got it someone other than Retro Studios in the first place was insane. Um. But I, they got to do something. Like, it is time. And I know I've said it, like, jokingly over the past years, like, oh, hopefully this year. No, it's time. Like, they need to. God, God. I can't. I don't know how else to put it other than they need to. Yeah. Like I said, as someone who 
not only a Kingdom Hearts fan, but also a Final Fantasy VII fan, uh, I, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're feeling right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like I feel the same way about like this that I feel like with Halo Infinite and like Game Pass. Like, put Halo Five on Game Pass because people want to be completionists like me, and they want to play what came first in the time that they cannot play the new one. So put the Prime Trilogy on Switch for crying out loud. That would also be very good if they put the Metroid Prime Trilogy out there. Yeah. I feel like that's an announcement that would have to coincide with being like, Metroid Prime 4 is still coming. Uh. Metroid Prime Switch out today because that's like literally Nintendo's gimmick. And you can play it right now. Yeah, and also if we're going to talk about shit that, like just really quickly before we end this, if we're going to talk about uh, shit that... Nintendo has has casually announced they're like, oh shit, people actually want this. Uh, fucking, where's Bayonetta three? <laughs> How long ago was that announced? I feel like that one was at least a little bit more recent. Uh, I feel like that was before Prime. <laughs> uh, I I feel like that was way more. Uh, oh, the official teaser trailer was in 2017. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, that was before Prime because Switch <laughs> came out. And, okay. Mm. Will we see it? I don't know. I want to say yes, but something tells me Prime is more likely, and I don't know why. It's like, look, man, like, part, if, if they haven't shown Bayonetta 3 yet, dude, I don't think they're going to show it at this one. I know. Because that, that game hasn't been completely restructured from the ground up, like Metroid Prime. Um, and they also, they've also said equal amount of things about it than Metroid Prime 4 so I don't I don't see Bayonetta being talked about here no Bayonetta 3 also didn't make the internet shit itself collectively it made a lot of people happy but it did not shit themselves at least Bayonetta has been Bayonetta 3 has been confirmed to still be in development <laughs> oh don't do that to me yeah so at, at least recently uh, within the past couple months i think they the guy was the director was like no nah, we're still making that <laughs> you know you'll get metroid prime 4 one day keith maybe on a day at some point oh god come on <laughs> i'm getting it's getting real dark over here well we only have a little bit longer to wait before we see uh how how utterly disappointed we are by, by E3. Um, I don't know. Something tells me this is going to be a special one. Something tells me. like There's going to be some hype, I think. I think it's going to come through. Imagine a whole E3 announcement just to be like Metroid Prime 4 canceled. Oh god, don't do this to me. Instead, we're going to HD, re we're going to give an HD port of Other M. I play it. <laughs> You're that desperate, proud. you piece of I shit. I <laughs> wouldn't be proud, but I play it. <laughs> uh, well, we give it to go home queue. We're going a little long. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a good enough place to call it. Uh, uh, well, I, the first bit of housekeeping uh, that we're going to do is we got a Discord. We do. Uh, does it have its own? URL? No, it does not. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you will be able to find this. Uh, I I will get it into the bio of our socials. Yeah, we should probably yeah, put it in the bio of the socials. 
probably put it on stream or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Um, so look for that. Uh, I guess we'll do it in reverse. You can find us collectively on the internet at MinigamesCast, uh, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on Discord, wherever the fuck that is. Uh, so there will be a, there will be a link. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking of setting up like one of those like link tree things with like all of our shit and just putting that in like the bio for probably good. our socials. Probably a good move. Uh, yeah, so look out for that. Uh, Keith, where are you on the internet? Twitter, Instagram, woo underscore Keith, twitch.tv slash woo underscore Keith. Woo is W H O O. Fuck you, Chris. Woo. Yeah, like that. Um, you find me on the internet. Uh, on Twitter at Manabomb EXE, on Instagram at Manabomb.exe, because for whatever reason, Twitter was like a period, eat shit. What's uh, that? <laughs> like, fuck you. And I was like, all right. Uh, so yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Um, that's going to do it for us. This is episode 49. Episode 50 is our big, we were completely wrong about everything that they're announcing at E3 except for Forza. That's totally on there. Uh, <laughs> that one, dance. it's like that one, not wrong. And Just Dance, those are a thousand percent guaranteed to be on there. If they're not, this is the last episode of the fucking podcast. I can't, I can't face that shit. Uh <laughs> Never made it to fifty. Sorry, guys. It's, it's like I can't, I, I can't be that wrong about fucking E three. I can be wrong about everything else, but if there's not a fucking car game, or if there's not a fucking Just Dance, then I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. But uh, yeah, we still don't know what if what we're doing for episode fifty. Uh, maybe we'll do a big dumb No Man's Sky stream or some shit like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe I'll just play Binding of Isaac some more. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. This has been episode 49 of the Minigames podcast. See Go stream Sour by Livy Rodrigo on Spotify. Uh, yes. And also, uh, go if you haven't yet, because I'm late to the party for everything, go watch fucking Invincible. That shit crazy. Oh, hell yeah. Bye. Bye.